All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, I'm married to this guy. Welcome to the Cannon and Watt podcast. As always, we appreciate you for listening. I'm Cannon here with my co host, Watt. What's going on, Watt? What's up, Cannon? How you been living? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling, man. I can't call it. How about you? Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I heard you want some money on a basketball court. What's up with that? I did. I did, actually. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up, man. Yeah, uh, you know, he's uh, a guy in our fantasy basketball league. He challenged me to a basketball game one-on-one for $50 because he wanted a rematch after I beat him, what was that, two years ago for $50 one-on-one? And, um, yeah. You know, I, I won again, cash out, step back, all in his mid for the bread. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, you know, the, the season is so close, upcoming on the 22nd. I mean, like, I'm way too hyped right now. I, I, I can't contain it. I, I feel like there are so many teams who are, like, true contenders this year like there are a lot of teams that got better there are a lot of teams with exciting rosters with the developing cores like I feel like the NBA is in a really good place right now yeah man this should definitely be an exciting season for sure um the race is wide open there's no uh Warriors or whatever team that you know that you know is just going to make the finals so it's going to be a lot of excitement this year I'm happy to, I'm, I'm ready to see it Indeed, indeed. So, I mean, we happen to be talking about the Pacific Division this year, which is stacked. I mean, like, this division is kind of crazy <laughs> in terms of yeah. the talent level. Um, you know, Phoenix, my favorite team, improved tremendously, and they'll <laughs> still likely be... Tremendously, we don't know all that yet. Yeah, they, they improved a lot. I really like what they did. But, um, <laughs> you know, they're still likely to be second to last in the division. So it's just like <laughs> second, second to last, yeah, man, second to <laughs> last. So we can we can jump right in right there we, with the with the Phoenix Suns. What do you what do you think about their off season or our off season and the uh, current roster? All right, <laughs> uh, you're not on the team, but <laughs> but uh, I mean the roster the roster did get better. Um, they finally got a point guard, which they didn't have all of last year for some mm-hmm. reason. Uh, Ricky Rubio. Um, he'll definitely be a nice, a nice vet, veteran point guard that can do a lot and make the team better. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you still got a, uh, still got book who uh, I think he will benefit from having that point guard there. Um, maybe increase his efficiency um, this year. Um, I don't know. He doesn't seem to like double teams. So I don't, I don't know <laughs> what effect that's going to have on him on the NBA court. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I think, you know, I think ahead. he'll get doubled a lot less this year. Um, you know, I I think Ricky Rubio and then also I knew Coach Monty Williams were, you know, incredible ads for the stability of our team. You know, I really think that, um, you know, the, the job that James Jones has done so far to kind of change the culture, um, you know, and, and bring in a winning attitude in, in Phoenix, I, I, you know, something that I feel, of course, I follow Phoenix very closely. And um, it is something that I feel has changed in terms of the attitude and you know how the team feels and the outlook 
Um, it's a different energy. So, you know, you did mention it. Rubio is going to help Booker. Uh, he's also going to help DeAndre Ayton. Just being able to control the offense, you know, you know, that's something, like you said, that Booker and Ayton haven't had. And, you know, I think that Dario Saric as well will help them on a, a lesser level. I mean, you know, Rubio and Saric are two high basketball IQ guys. They have the ability to play make. You know, they we, get we miss you in Philly, Dario. We miss you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I was thrilled when we got Dario for what we got him for. You know what I mean? So it's just like it's um it, 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 I feel like it's going to be a good year this year. I mean, Booker is going to have far more open shot opportunities, far more catch and shoot opportunities. I expect him to shoot over forty percent from three this year. I mean, he definitely has that capability. You know, who Devin Booker. Oh, okay. Yeah, he could do that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, DeAndre Ayton, he averaged 16 and 10 last year on 58.5% shooting. I think that, you know, he can definitely get, you know, an efficient 22 and 11 with his talent and having Rubio on the floor. I do, I, I think that's, that's uh, in the cards for him this year. So I, I'm really, um, I'm really optimistic about our team this year. Yeah, I mean, if you keep continue to go down the line, you have guys like uh, Mikael Bridges, um, who who should have a good second year. Um, Kelly Oubre, who started to play really well in Phoenix, uh, and uh, DeAndre Ayton, like you said, like he he's definitely he's definitely you know comfortable in the league already. He can get his numbers, um, and he can you know obviously score and rebound. I guess the thing with the Suns for me is like they have a lot of guys like. They have a lot of guys that I like on the roster that are like good players, but they're not really players that, you know, make a team better. So I guess that's a step for the next step for, for this roster, for these players, or how can they, you know, not just get good numbers, but how can they but contribute to being a better team? Well, uh, I do like, think, you know, having Monty Williams there is going to help us to play more as a team. You know, I think, I think he just has that, that type of, control over the locker room. I mean, Kelly Oubre did state that, you know, he's a guy that we want to play for, you know. So I think that's going to go a long way uh, on the team dynamic, and, you know, them making winning plays. Yeah, and, um, yeah, Monty Williams is definitely a, a good, very good, respected coach around the league. Um, so I think he definitely will be an improvement on that end. Um, he's also like a defensive-minded coach as well, so he can improve the de- uh, defensive uh, floor for this team. Um, so yeah, they 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 made some strides, but they're still you know going to finish no, last, yeah. well, no, probably still, last in the West, one of the bottom no, teams in the West. No, 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 no. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say all that. I think I, I think we're still a developing team for sure, but um, you know I, I just see with, with our with our depth. You know, you didn't mention Frank Kaminsky and Aaron Baines. You did Frank because mention... Frank Kaminsky's a bomb. That's why. No, no, no. He's he's a solid backup for sure. And I mean, okay. um, uh, we just got um, just got some news there. Deion Deion Waiters is suspended for the season opener. But um, breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> so um, yeah, so you know, Frank Kaminsky, Aaron Baines. Uh, Cam Johnson, who we drafted, who I actually think should start over Kelly Oubre because we need, you know, Oubre scoring off the bench. Nah. Uh, Tyler Johnson and Ty Jerome, um, you know, they're there as well. So I, I just think that, you know, we're, we're going to be we're going to be a lot better this year. You know, I do think that we are going to be you know, in the bottom 
five, bottom four, but you know, I, I'm really You might as well say it. last place at that point. I'm really excited about our future. <laughs> <laughs> uh one player I did want to mention who I like, uh Jalen LeCue, Leck. I don't know how you say his last Le- name. Le- yeah, Le- <laughs> but he, he he I mean, he's been showing off the hops on Instagram, doing all these crazy dunks, but he was a highly uh highly ranked uh, prospect out of high school. Um, mm-hmm. So he could be a player with potential um, to do some things, but it'll be interesting to see if he uh, gets any run this year. But um, right. I think it'll be hard for him to crack the rotation, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. He's definitely athletic. <laughs> he has some bounce. But yeah, so there's enough time on this corny team. Okay. Well, you, you, can't, <laughs> you can't just disrespect my team on, on the podcast. Like, that's not all right. Why not? <laughs> not all right, but. So, uh, <laughs> so we can jump over to uh, Sacramento. Um, I'll, I'll say this: I like I like Phoenix over Sacramento this year. So uh, we can, we we can. Uh, uh, that's, that's how I feel, you know. Um, but you know, they Sacramento is having issues right now coming to an agreement with Buddy Hield on the contract extension. I mean, he's he's eligible for four years at 130 million. He asked them for 110 million, and they offered him 90 million. So, you know, that is a bit – It, it, it seems to be all right, though. I mean, you saw that video that we posted on the Camden and WAP Instagram page throwing the money signs at Vlade. I think he's joking around with them. They look like they ain't good. I don't yeah, know. I mean, you know – Maybe that could be for sure. That could be for I don't sure. think that they're not going to come to a deal. But, you know what I mean, I do think it was a little disrespectful. I mean, you know, he, he averaged 20 last season, shot 42.7% from three, and he played all 82 games. And I mean, their their owner Vivek uh, Ranadivek, he did call him the next Steph Curry. Body oh, trying to show them that. that this, 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 this is the same guy that tried to play four on five. I don't know if his opinion <laughs> on basketball is, is valid. You're right, man. But you know, it's like you know, I I, I do want to see things work out for for Buddy in uh, Sacramento, and I think they will. Um, yeah, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich is on the roster. Um, you know, I don't. I, I, I would hate to, to think that they would view him as expendable in any way. Uh, if there is one person that I think that they should get off the roster, it would be Harrison Barnes. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they gave a lot of money to Harrison Barnes and um, Dwayne Dedman this summer, which I didn't quite understand, more so for Harrison Barnes. But, uh, yeah, so he, he's – I mean, he's, he's a solid veteran player. Uh, you wonder if he takes development minutes away from some other guys, but he – could definitely, you know, still play well for the team. Uh, and then uh, Dwayne Devin was good, though. He's a big that can stretch the floor. He mm-hmm. can, uh, you know, play defense, protect the rim. So he could be good, a good fit along with the other guys, especially Bagley, which uh, I think I think Bagley will take a sizable leap this year. I do, too. Uh, yeah, he, he, he showed he can do a little bit of everything last year. Uh, you know, shooting some threes out on the perimeter, taking it down low. He had um, a great preseason. He averaged um, 18 to 10. Yeah. yeah. And then De'Aaron Fox, who already took his big, big league last year. I guess you kind of wonder, a lot of that league was um, related to his improved shooting. I guess you mm-hmm. kind of wonder if it, that, that shooting will hold up uh, this year. Uh, that will definitely be important um, to decide the fate of this team. Uh, well, they'll be, you know, they'll, I think – I think it'll hold up. Yeah, I don't mean to cut you off there, but I do think it'll hold up. I just think it depends on 
if it'll get better. You know, if he can become that that 20, 20 point, you know, eight assist guy. And then also his, his free throw percentage has to go up. You know, his, uh, he shot 72.7% from uh, the line last year. So if yeah. he can address those areas, I do think, you know, that he, he will get better. Yeah, and I guess to, I, I've heard, I've read somewhere that he wants to be like a 23, 24 point scorer in the league this year. So I guess we'll see if he can get to that level. I mean, yeah. if he did, that would be huge, but... It would be, for sure. <clears throat> you know, he, he did surprise me last season with the growth he showed, you know, so he might, he might just surprise us again. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, the ownership definitely wants to make the playoffs bad. I think that's a big reason why they probably signed Harrison Barnes and mm-hmm. Dwayne Dedman. They definitely want to make the playoffs. They haven't made it in a long time. They They just moved to a new arena last year, so they definitely, you know, they got some bills to pay, and they want to make it and they're going to try their best to do that. I think uh, I think Marvin Bagley is kind of the X factor for him. Um, you know, I think that depending on how well he plays, you know, if he's really if he's really dominant, if he really plays really well, then you know that could catapult them. Um, but you know, if if he kind of if he doesn't play as well, or he kind of plays middle of the road. It, it, even if he does play well, it's, it's hard to see them. It's just hard to see them improving from the, the 39 and 43 record they had last year, considering the division that they're in and the talent around the rest of the league. It's just, especially in the West, it's, it's just tough. It's tough for me to get there. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you because the West is definitely a tough conference. So it's not going to be easy for them to make the playoffs. So um, I, I, I definitely agree with you there. And um, I guess another X factor for them is Harry Giles, which I was never a big yeah. fan of Harry Giles, but um, he's obviously had a lot of injuries. Uh, but he, if he, you know, shows some of that promise that he showed in high school, then that could definitely be a big, uh, big factor for them. Indeed, indeed. You know, um, he probably, you know, talked about the Wayne Deadman uh, impeaching a bit on his development, but I think he'll still get enough time there. Um, there's, there's not much more in the Sacramento Kings front court in terms of depth. Uh, so I think he'll, he'll get a, a decent amount of time there. We'll see what he can do. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree. So on to Golden State. Uh, they just waived Alfonso McKinney, which was surprising for sure. Um, I do think that Golden State is very underrated. <laughs> very underrated. <laughs> Um, but the Warriors, uh, yeah. the Warriors are going to kill. They are going to kill. I mean, yes, they lost KD. Yes, Clay is out until at least the All Star break. But how do you how do you think they'll fare this year? I do think they're going to kill. What do you think? I think uh, I think the Warriors are also very underrated this year. It's hard to say exactly where they'll finish um, in the playoff standings. But if as far as if they actually get to the playoffs, they'll be a threat to anybody. Um, that, that's in the bracket. So, um, especially if Clay comes back, you know, I guess like 75, 80% of what he can be, they'll be dangerous. Yeah. And, I, you know, I really think that, you know, Steph is really going to go like supernova this season. Um, oh. You know, I really – I'm sorry? No, go ahead. I, uh, I, I agree. I, yeah. I forgot to mention that. I forgot yeah. To mention I mean, that. you know, I guess people forget that, you know, he's a 30-point scorer. 30 points per game score on a team devoid of much else offensively outside of D'Angelo Russell. 
So, I mean, he's going to have a career year this season, barring injury, of course. Um, you know, Steph could lead the league in scoring for sure this season. It's possible. 2015-16 was the year before Durant joined them, and Steph averaged 30.1 points, 5.4 rebounds, and 6.7 assists, shooting 50.4% from the field, 45.4% from three, and 90.8% from the line. Like, it's insane to have – to average 30 points with 50, 40, 90 shooting percentages. Like, no one did that in NBA history. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Like, you know, he's he's incredible. And I just think that people kind of forgot because he was, you know, a little dulled down when um, when KD was there. But I just think Steph is going to go off this year. I agree. I think we're going to get that 2015-16 uh, unanimous MVP stuff. I think he's coming this year. Seriously, man, I, I, yeah. I agree. You know, I and really has, think. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say he has a lot to prove too. After you know, with, with KD there, it kind of became KD's team, and you know, people you know question Steph's game a little bit. I think he's he's going to be here to remind people. I'm actually really excited to see that, see that too. To see Steph unleashed, man. It's been a little while. Um, you know, I think I think D'Angelo Russell is an underrated pickup, too. Like, you know, I wasn't – when he initially came to the draft, I wasn't high on him. I didn't think he would be very good, but I really slept on his work ethic. Like, he is obsessed with getting better. And, you know, he's in the perfect place to push his offensive game to its limits. You know what I mean? And um, the great thing is, like, Steph's work off ethic is also off the charts. You know, so I'm sure they were pushing each other this summer. You know, D'Lo is going to take another step forward this year. He he averaged 21 points, seven assists, and four rebounds last year. You know, shot decent percentages. Playing with Steph and, you know, the Warriors and that open offense is really going to open things up for him. You know, he's going to get a lot more open shots. I can see him getting up to 23 to 24 points with the increased three-point percentage. You know, his assists will dip a little bit, but – you know, Steph and, and D'Lo are just as dangerous a pairing as, you know, any of the other guys around the league. Can you imagine, like, games when both of them get high? Well, like, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, because he played with Clay. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but uh, I'm a, I guess I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of D'Lo, but he's, he's a good stopgap player to keep them competitive, you know, for a while, I guess, until Clay comes back. Um, I, think I know they're definitely – oh, go ahead. Three. No, I'm saying I think I think I think Clay will just come back at three. Yeah, I would. Yeah, if that happens, I th- but I think I think Golden State's going to explore trades for him all season to see if they can get you know somebody that fits a little bit better. Um, they're definitely going to be looking at trades, uh, but I guess I'm not too sure if a trade will materialize this season. So he'll definitely be there for the long haul, I think, um, and then. Yeah, like you said, playing next to Steph, he'll get some more open looks. He won't be the main guy or the main focus anymore. So hopefully he becomes more efficient. Um, mm-hmm. I guess you – I think he'll – I don't know. He'll, obviously he'll be a good playmaker off the ball as well and on the ball. And, you know, he'll, 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 he'll play competently, I'll say. He'll play competently. I don't think he'll, like, do anything crazy for them, but he'll keep them afloat. I, you know, I'm a little bit more uh, bullish on him. You know, I do think that uh, I think he's going to he's going to turn up, man. We'll see though. We'll see though. Yeah. You know, I expect um, um, I expect Draymond to be better too. 
Yeah, the, I mean, the thing really with Draymond, like, he's already very good. He just has to get that shot back to where it was, like, a couple, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. If he can get his shot three-point percentage up to, like, 35%, then that, that, will, that will just make them that much better. And then another reason I think – another reason I think that the, this team is underrated, I think I think I'm a little bit higher than most people in the depth that they have. Uh, if you go back to, like, the Warriors, like, past big man rotations, like, even in their dominant years, as as good as they as as good as as they've been, they've had just trash big men. You know, you go to you know Andrew Bogut. Z- well, Aunt Bogut was okay, but Zaza. What they had, Javale McGee. They had nobody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much nobody's. Uh, yeah. Oh, Festus Azili. That's what I was trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Cost them a championship one year. They tried. They took a flyer on Boogie last year, but obviously he was hurt. Yeah, that and, I, was, I, I wanted it to. But it <laughs> <laughs> and when you go from, like, that poor quality, like, the big men that they have now are not, like, amazing or anything. But I think when you go from, like, very trash to okay, I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think that's a good, a, a big, a, a good, uh, a, a good jump. Willie Carlson, like you know, he's, he's a pretty solid center. Yeah. You know? So he, he had a good he had a good lead year last year. He's probably arguably one of the best big men they've had during their run. Um, they added Omari Spellman, who lost a lot of weight this summer from Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, and they drafted Eric Pascal, both from Villanova. They're both kind of guys that obviously they're not Draymond, but they kind of fit the same uh, game type, player type. They can defend across multiple positions, shoot from the outside theoretically. Um, so you have you have them who kind of fit their fit their uh, system better, their offense better. They still have Kavon Looney who's been playing well for them. Um, and then even when you go to the guards, you have Jordan Poole, um, Alec Burks who's always hurt, but when he plays, he's actually okay. I just think they have more guys like Iguodala Igadala was big. He was a big part of their bench piece, but a lot of the former Golden State bench players, they're kind of like just bodies to give Steph, Clay, and KD the ball, which Golden State has more guys that are actual threats to score now, which I think will help them out a lot, even yeah. though they lost a high IQ of, like, Iguodala and, and Sean Livingston, even though I think he didn't really do that much last year. But even though you lose some of the higher IQ players, you have players that can uh, give you more options to score, which they'll definitely need with Clay out. Indeed. Indeed. I agree with everything you said, man. Um it's great. I mean, like, you know, this um, this season will be Steve Kerr's opportunity to show that the Warriors weren't just an, auto, an autopilot coaching job for the last five years. Um, you know, I do feel like his job was more like player and ego management more so than actual coaching. But, you know, I believe in him to <laughs> you know, change that up. You know, I think the Warriors uh, the disrespect. Have, no, I'm serious. You know, I, I just think I think the Warriors were that talented previously that you know, it wasn't much that you had to do, but, um, you know, I, I think that they'll have a great regular season and, you know, they will be a bit matchup dependent in the playoffs, but, you know, um, I do hope that they, they do well because, you know, the media will have a field day if, you know, the, uh, the field day questioning <laughs> his coaching, coaching acumen if they struggle out of the gate. Yeah. And it'll be interesting going back to Steve Kerr. Like you said, it's a lot different job this year. It'll be interesting to see, like, how he manages the offense. You know, typically the Warriors are, like, a motion offense. I think they run – I think they run 
the lowest amount of pick and rolls in the league, whereas D'Lo, who's one of your key players, is uh, a pick and roll. He He's most effective in the pick and roll. So seeing how Steve Kerr manages that, um, seeing how they, I guess, adjust the defense uh, to – they have, like, a lot, I guess, more mobile defenders now as big men. So seeing how he adjusts the defense or – See how he fits really calls Stein into the system. He has he definitely has a lot of things to to accomplish this year. Indeed. And and one last point. They're no longer in the in the Oracle Oracle Arena. They're in that new arena. I guess it will be interesting to see like what the because you know Oracle is like you know known for the, the fans, the rowdy fans, uh, eccentric fans, and allow you know making noise all game. So. It'll be yeah. interesting to see, like, how the atmosphere changes, you know, watching uh, Warriors games on TV. If it changes, you know, I would I would love to see it be the same. But you're right, you know, the dynamic could alter a bit in the new arena. So, you know, um, the Lakers are next. The Lakers are next, man. Um, Brown Showtime. Brian, LeBron, and uh, Anthony Davis, two top-tier superstars on the same roster. You know, I do I do think this team is a little overrated, though. Like, you know, I, I, um, I do believe that they're contenders, you know, when you get to the playoffs. But, well, you know, I'm not sure. I just feel like they're, it's, it's almost too fragile of a situation over there. Yeah, you know, there's a lot. I mean, the Lakers are always Hollywood about drama. So, you know, there's going to be something that pops up during the season, uh, you know, especially when LeBron is on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the first things, one of the first issues that might pop up is probably with Frank Vogel um, and his job. You know, there always seem to be head coach struggles with this type of thing. Yeah, he's the one they settled for, too. Yeah, exactly. They didn't get their guy. They got him. Then they have Jason Kidd and Lionel Hollins on the bench, so it kind of feels like his his replacement is right there if they do let him out the door. So I think that would be probably one of the more popular storylines with this team early on, especially if they struggle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, after after Kyle Kuzma, you know, after Brian A.D. and Kuzma, it's just it's not a great roster, you know. Um, Avery Bradley is an ace defender. But he's just never been good offensively, and and it's questionable if he's an ace defender as well. A lot yeah. of his defensive numbers are pretty bad. Yeah, I mean he doesn't get steals, but when you watch the game, you know he does. He does a really good job of keeping the player in front of him. You know, in, in consistent shots. That's something you know doesn't really go on the stat sheet. He doesn't get a lot of steals. He doesn't get a lot of blocks. But um, and I think I think that's what it is. Like he's a good one on one defender, but he doesn't yeah. play a lot of team defense, which hurts. Can also yeah. Hurt. But yeah. Yeah, but you know, it just felt like, you know, he, he got all of that. He had that great season in Boston and then after leaving, he just died. Um <laughs> it's just it's not good. I mean Rondo is decent, but he's not anything spectacular. I like Quinn Cook and Dwight Howard. You know, they have Danny Green and Jared Dudley who are, you know, vets that can shoot, but it just doesn't feel like enough. You know, it just you know, it just doesn't impress me. You know, everybody thinks that AD and Braun are just going to will them to wins, but there's just – there's not much depth. Frank Vogel, like you said, he's, he's their settled, settlement. He's not a great coach. Um, you know, I, I respect him. You know, I don't think he's terrible, but he's, no, he's not a game changer. And it's 
you know, I mean, they're going to be trying to get buyouts, uh, you know, buyout players um, like, you know, Andre Iguodala for sure. If he, if he ends up here, that would be huge for them. But it's just hard for me to get behind the Lakers winning a championship this year. Um, I definitely agree with you on the fact that the roster is very thin. Uh, there's not a lot of depth to this team. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of the situation that they were in, but it's kind of like you added these, or you have these built around these two guys and then just just hope they kind of bring up the play of everybody else around them. That's kind of the hope here. But yeah, the roster is not, it's not very, it's not very good outside of the top, top few players. Yeah. Um, but that being said, when your top players are as good as they are, it, it, it can still break your way. Especially when you get to the playoffs. Especially when you get to the playoffs. Sometimes man. you just need a little bit more talent than everybody else. And so I think that uh, actually, you know, that, that'll actually show, um, I, I think that'll actually show my predictions. <laughs> that that's the way I do. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, no, right. <laughs> But, but um, and then I think I yeah. think I think another advantage that this team has is they have a lot of size. Like they're I was thinking about it, like they're probably them and the Sixers are probably like two of the biggest teams in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't go as crazy as running out that Gilbert Arenas lineup. He said they could run with Bron at the one, Kuzma at the two, AD at the three, <laughs> JaVale at the four, and Dwight oh at the five. <laughs> yeah, I would I wouldn't do nothing crazy <laughs> like that. But they do have a lot of size and so they can kind of probably match up with pretty much anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess another big X factor for them is, I guess, how Dwight plays this season. He definitely has the potential to change uh, the trajectory of this team. For sure. Um, he's been pretty solid in preseason so far. If he just keeps, you know, though, I guess the problem with, uh, with Dwight is he never really – he kind of had a different – expectation of what his role was versus reality. So if he kind of aligns that and knows what what his role is and plays it well, then I think he can definitely improve the chances of this team a lot, um, being like a primary big man, keeping AD at the four, where and we didn't even really talk about AD that much, but AD is just like a monster. That's another reason, yeah, that's like AD, man, he's – no, he's, 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 that, he's, that <laughs> he's that good. And he, you know, he's, never, kinda... he's never been on a team with a player like LeBron, like a, a player of that caliber. And, you know, with LeBron, if he, if he, if he's really running point guard this year, it's just. Which yeah. I don't, I don't think he'll run too much point guard, but uh, it'll be the same as it was before. But yeah, AD, man, I think he'll, I think he'll, it's kind of unfair that they got him. I think he'll probably be the team's leading scorer. Just because, you know, they'll probably defer to him a little bit, and he's going to be great on the defensive end. I know he mentioned he wants to win Defensive Player of the Year, or be on first team, or whatever he says. So mm-hmm. I think he's on a mission to prove it, or actually, like you know, go somewhere in the playoffs. And, and he's just having AD alone just makes the team really, really good. Indeed, man. I mean, like you know, like you said, man, it's. I think it's it's going to show less in the regular season, um, you know, because they're they're both focused. They're probably both focused just on the the playoffs and winning a ring. But when they get to the playoffs, you know, there are a lot of teams that if they walk into the building, there's just nothing you can do with those guys, man. It's you know, it's um, it's just not when, when you're playing playoff basketball and things slow down and you get a shortened rotation, you know. 
those things those things become a, a larger factor. And um, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna be a problem in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, they definitely will. Um, I think the key, I guess the key, the key to how far they go will definitely be uh, one is their defense, how good of defense can they play, and and two is their shooting. I mean, they have Danny Green, but mm-hmm. outside of that, you know, they don't really have a whole bunch of shooting. So if they can, if the shooting comes around, I'll definitely, you know, take them very far. Um, Kuzma, if, if Kuzma can step up and kind of return to where he was his rookie year, because uh, he took a big dip last year. If Kuzma can come back and kind of step up and be that third, that third player, the third top player, um, and get the shooting back up, that'll definitely be huge. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think they Quinn Cook as well, Jared Dudley if he if he plays at all. Um, you know, I think they do have a little bit of shooting. LeBron, I, hope, I hope I hope they're not counting on those guys in the playoffs. Though. No, but I mean, LeBron LeBron is also a, a good shooter right now at this point in his career. Um, we'll see if AD starts launching some threes as well. But you know, this this team can be really good or be really bad, you know, not more, well, not really bad, but be not as good as people expected. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's, if AD or Brown get injured, that's where, that's where it gets up. Here. Yeah. And a, a, AD is the king of going to the locker room during the game. So <laughs> there's definitely a chance he can miss some games this year. Yeah, man. Did you have anything else to point out about the Lakers? Nah, man, they'll definitely be, you know, one of the most talked about teams this season. So I'm sure we'll get plenty of storylines out of them. Um, but they'll, they'll, they'll definitely be fun to watch and see how they come together. Indeed, indeed. So to go on to, uh, you know, the most, I guess, highly touted team in the league right now, the Los Angeles Clippers. What now, it do, baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen, man. Listen, I'm I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. Kawhi and PG are the best wing pairing in NBA. You you got it. Listen, go, go ahead. You. You. I, I'm gonna let you finish. You didn't even get it. Listen, up. Kawhi Kawhi is Jordan-esque with a three-point shot. And no, PG, go go back to what you said about the pairing. Kawhi and PG are the best wing pairing in NBA history. You got to stop that, man. You got to stop that. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Wait, they so are. wait, wait. Not even, not even just wing pairing no more. Just the best pairing, period? No, no, no. Wing pairing. The best uh, wing, wing pairing, pairing in NBA uh, history. You got you to stop this, man. I'm, I'm serious. I, I, know, I know of a couple that won six titles. You got to stay and play a game yet. That's cool. That's cool. I understand what you're saying. But I'm saying in terms of talent pairing like the, the the talent that Kawhi has the talent that PG has and the versatility on the offensive and defensive end there are no wings ever paired that had that type of offensive and defensive flexibility that is basically what I'm saying um, I disagree I disagree you can. you can I mean I think I think we're going to see it this year but they're, they're going to be real good I mean really good I mean these, these are definitely the Clippers are my title favorites uh, for sure. I mean, like, they, they have way too much talent. Patrick, you know, I mentioned PG and Kawhi, Patrick Beverly, Montreal Harrell, Lou Williams, Ivaka Ivica Zubac, Boban, Landry Shaman, Mo Harkless, Rodney Magruder. Like, they have a proven coach in Doc Rivers. They have you, 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 you could have left a couple of those names off. <laughs> Listen, they have answers defensively for 
anybody outside of like extremely dominant front court stars. Like, which what, uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Was their weakness? Like even then, Montreal Harrell, Zubac, PG and Kawhi against some matchups. You know, they're they're formidable defenders. So it's like, what? Where's their weakness? Can you can you point that out for me? <laughs> like they're really good. Man. Yeah. Well, uh, first before I answer your question, I say. I want to say you got to give kudos to the front office for even pulling all this off. Mm-hmm. This Nobody ever saw this coming. Nobody ever saw this coming. Even like, it was kind of like last minute. I think it was, it, there was a real chance Kawhi could have stayed in Toronto, but they were able to get PG out of, out of OKC, and, and here we are. Mm-hmm. It was kind of crazy that we're talking about this. But uh, I guess two of my concerns I have, like, for this team, They'll obviously be very good. They're, they're one of my favorites to uh, come out the West. Before I say that, I don't want to sound like I'm hating, but yeah. two of my concerns that I have uh, with this team are uh, I don't feel – I, I kind of feel – I don't feel the same way you do about, I guess, their talent, their depth. I don't feel like they have a ton of depth on this team outside of, obviously, Lou Will, who's one of the best bench players of all time. Mm-hmm. But I think their big man rotation is pretty light. I mean, Trez, Trez had a good year last year. Um, you have Zubox, Jermichael Green, Patrick Patterson. I mean, they're not really bad players necessarily, but it's just like nothing. They could be at a disadvantage against some teams, you know, and probably yeah, of two, of their, two of their biggest no – uh, yeah, for sure. And two of their biggest uh, probably uh, opposition or opponents at the top of the West are the – are the uh, Nuggets and the Lakers? I mean, you get AD against that front court. That's 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 barbecue chicken. You get Jokic <laughs> against that front court. You're gonna kill him. So I think I think that's a I think that's the weakness that can't be overlooked with this team. Um, and then also, I guess the other potential concern, not not uh, maybe not as worrisome, but like PG obviously coming off a of shoulder shoulder surgery. Um, will he be 100%? I know he's going to miss some games at the beginning of the season, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you have and Kawhi. Early November. Okay. And then you have Kawhi, who obviously he had that that quad issue. He played last year. But you could tell, like, towards the end of the playoffs last year, even though he, he was still balling, but he was kind of – you could see his body breaking down a little bit. So I just hope that the health of those two hold up um, to be at a championship level. Um, that is another thing that – because if one of them goes down, then the team is probably probably dead. Okay. Well, I mean, I definitely um, understand what you're saying about the, the front court and not being that strong. You know, I do think that Montreal Harrell is pretty good. But, you know, I think that the same way that you're saying that, you know, AD is going to kill, Jokic is going to kill. It's the same way on the other end of the floor, PG and Kawhi are going to kill. <laughs> like there, there's no one that can guard them. You know, I, oh. you know, there's just no one that can guard them. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I just think that would be something that could, you know, potential. It's potential concern, but yeah, like I said, there. I, I believe that like having a superstar wing is probably like the most important factor, or like the most important thing you could have for to win a championship is a superstar wing. And they have two. and they have two of them. So <laughs> <laughs> like it's crazy. Like they can, you can put them all over the floor. They can both they they can both like do everything: shoot, dribble, pass, 
play defense at a high level. They can one of them can slide up to the four to kind of help that big man uh, rotation out. So, yeah, with those two, like anything is possible. Yeah, man. You know, I just um, you know, I, I believe I believe in Doc. You know, and I, I believe in. I definitely believe in Kawhi and PG. I mean, their numbers last year were insane. You know, they both, they, they're defensively, they're both incredible in terms of how they can steal the ball, um, how they play the, the passing lanes. And, you know, you can't forget about Patrick Beverly just going to be an annoyance to every, especially now, he's, he's going to be an annoyance to every point guard on the other, on the opposing team. So it's just, you know, I, I really think that on both sides of the floor, they're just too strong. So, um, yeah. yeah, you know, they're my favorite. They're my favorite for sure to, to come out of the West. Um, yeah. And you mentioned uh, Patrick Beverly being a hype. Like, everybody on this team is just too hype right now. Like, <laughs> you saw when they signed, the night that they signed uh, Kawhi and traded for PG, you saw Patrick Beverly and Lou Will all on Instagram mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly working out in Tim's on the on the beach, like <laughs> everybody's too Joe, too Joe. <laughs> I'm serious, but it's you know they they have a right to be man. I mean like um, this team is really good. You know they competed last year. You know they made the playoffs last year and competed last year with with less. So uh, this is um, this is going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, it's crazy like to see like where the Clippers are right now because they're so bad for so long. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this is, like, like they had the Lob City years, but I never believed in that team. I didn't right. really think they had a chance to win the championship. But now they have two two true blue superstars. Like, they're on top of the world. Yeah, man. Indeed. Indeed. Well, guys, um, thank you, of course, for all of the continuous love you've shown us on social media. Seriously, uh, it's been great. Um, for those that aren't, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Canon and WAP. Uh, we post daily basketball content, news, and highlights. You know, of course, we want you guys to keep engaging with us, you know, debate with us, and uh, stick with us throughout the season. We'll be talking about a lot. For sure, man. I know y- y'all are uh, waiting for the basketball season to get started, and we are too. And we're going we're gonna to have fun watching it together. Indeed, indeed. Uh, well, that's all for this. Uh, you know, on the next episode, it will be our predictions episode. We'll be going through some of the things that that has happened, you know, throughout the league while we were going through the breakdown, along with you know what we think will happen with awards and, and the playoffs and results. It's going to be a crazy year, indeed, indeed. Uh, so we'll see you guys in the the next episode, and uh, be safe. Cannon out. Peace.